Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everybody and welcome to this special Lost Interview edition of Black Hole Cinema, hosted by me, Tony Black. Last summer, when the podcast came to a brief halt for about six months, I realised there were several interviews I did with friends and colleagues online that hadn't actually been released. So instead of them sitting on my hard drive, I thought, why not release them in between the new podcasts we're doing for however long they go on for, and give those really interesting interviews about certain films the light of day. So over the next few weeks, we're going to have several different interviews from several different people about several different, more than likely quite classic films. So without further ado, welcome to The Lost Interviews. Okay, welcome back guys. It's that time of the podcast again in which I get a friend on and they talk about their favourite movie. And today I have a old friend from the internet. It's a warm welcome to Mr. Ian Austin. Hello. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Ian. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on. It's great to have you. No problem. no problem. So, what film have you chosen to talk about on Black Hole Cinema um, today? Yeah, the nine, I think it's the 1978 Dawn's it became the classic horror film of its time. Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. So the George A. Romero, Dawn of the Dead, which obviously is the... Is it the, is it the second or third sequel to Night of the Living Dead from the... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the second one, yeah. Night's, what, 69 and 70. I'm sure I'll get that wrong. But... <laughs> yeah, it's something <laughs> like that, yeah. Obviously, you know, well-known zombie horror, one of, one of the iconic zombie horror series, well, the iconic zombie horror series, really, which has influenced so much. What What makes you choose Dawn of the Dead over... Night of the Living Dead, which is the which is the the most famous one of all of them. What is it about this one that really makes it a real personal favourite of yours? It's just funny. Night's <laughs> 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 yeah, like no, uh, very very serious. Very, I don't want to use the word boring, but I, I was watching it last night. I was having a few beers, and I, I enjoyed it. But it's it's kind of like um, the difference to me between Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Aliens is, is, the first one's a very serious, very claustrophobic horror movie. Mm. I mean, the sequel, like Dawn of the Dead, is just 
absolutely mad and it's almost yeah. a completely different genre. So yeah, it appeals more to what I find entertaining. So. so what are the differences then between between the two films? Uh, uh, for, I mean, I actually believe it or not, I haven't actually seen them. I I, I haven't. I've seen. Um, I've seen some of the uh, old zombie films, but I haven't actually sat through these fully. So, for someone like me and anyone else, what are the differences between the two? Well, I mean, going back to what I said, Nights, Nights is a very claustrophobic, almost haunted house sort of movie where it's one location predominantly and a bunch of annoying characters, to be honest. Very, yeah. very annoying characters. Um, you know that um, the line from Sean's Dead, they come and get me, Barbara? Yes. From Night of Living Dead. And Barbara is one of the most repulsive characters in history of cinema. Oh my god. <laughs> so, she's, um, she, she's catatonic for like an hour and a quarter because the main male character slaps her for being um, hysterical and then she just doesn't say anything for an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not meant to be fun. It's just, you know, very silent. Uh, but, um, yeah, so that is the first one's a very straight horror movie, real low budget, just you know, trying to keep things off screen as mm. much as possible. And then Fall Dead had a pretty low budget too. It's just almost like an action movie with horror elements and all the zombies and all that. So it's a bigger canvas, a bigger setting with whole shopping mall bar. Mm. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's a big, big big update to the original, to be honest, so yes. Does it use any of the same characters or the same the same cast or anything like that, or is it a completely fresh, new approach, given it's a new setting with the shopping mall and it being more of an action flick? Is it, is it, is it Romero completely just changing everything about it? It's kind of like, um, you know in Jack and Jones, where the first one and third one are connected, but... Very, very, well, mm. not quite in Jane Jones because they don't have anyone like Rogue in both movies. But yeah. essentially, you could watch Full Dead without watching Night of Living Dead, and it sums everything up pretty quickly for you. You know, zombies have taken over, and they're very slowly eating people, and, you know, people are useless, so zombies keep surviving in mm. some chests and all that. So, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a quite radical shift. But you don't need to, it's a loose trilogy. It's not a, uh, the story ends and the next one picks up two minutes later. It's very ambiguous as how long it's been from the movies. Yeah. So you, you said it was, um, you said it was funny. Is it like, is, is it obviously, you know, a lot of these zombie films, from what I've been told about, there's, there's a very satirical undertone to a lot of, of what Romero was doing and a, a way of sort of un, getting under the surface of a lot of American life. So is, is, it, is it quite a satirical film, or is it, is, it just, is it slapstick? In what kind of way would you say it was funny? It's both. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of sharp satire at points, and at points it's just, you know, zombies getting a pie in the face. It's just flat funny, no matter who you are. So, mm. I mean, other times it's just... It, it's kind of weird. I, I don't. We've never really talked about how much I like horror movies for, but for me, they're I, I don't, they're not scary. They're just entertaining to watch. So yeah. Some of the violence, I just sort of laugh how ridiculous it gets. Is it's really, really over the top. You know, mm. Humorous swear points. Like um, 
uh, what was it? I don't know, it's just some of the like characters in moving. They'll they'll think oh, like they'll play it like we're playing a zombie video game. They'll think like taking these zombies and yeah. they'll just be bombarded by it. And they'll keep mm. swimming and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially these ones you can run away from. People still keep fighting hand to hand. Yeah. And it's like pissed off and standing around. <laughs> <laughs> So it gets a little bit intentionally over the top and, you know, relentless. He's, I suppose that's that's the style, isn't it? That he's that he's trying to he's trying to put across in that it's not it's not meant to be taken too seriously. Basically, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be a bit of a blast at the senses, maybe. Yeah, there are moments of there are moments of really whiplash where like um, it'll become very serious, but yeah, predominantly you no. Know, in the bike is stormed the more you start throwing pies at zombies. It's just, you just can't stop laughing. And I can't imagine that was not intentional because how can you possibly have that in a movie and not imagine that people are going to laugh at this? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think to make, by the sound of it, to make something like this, you've got to have your tongue very much in cheek, haven't you? And you've got to be, you know, knowingly taking the mick a little bit while also... Hitting, hitting people in the eyes. Is it? Is it obviously because it's quite gory, isn't it? And there's a well-known bit at the start where a headshot and, and a man's head explodes, isn't there? That is that I, I've seen that clip, and it's just a visual, you know, complete effect that is. It, it's what 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 kind of effect does that have? Something that kind of horror, that kind of explosive gore. What kind of effect does that have, really? Yeah, I think for this movie, it's um. It can hit you quite hard because you'd be laughing at like pies in the face and things like that. And then a zombie will have his head taken off by a like, helicopter yeah. and laugh harder. But then, like you said, thing, you'll see someone shot or like um, someone eaten. And you get, it, it can be uncomfortably funny, but there's points where like it's just so ridiculously disgusting. Like you know, people will be being torn open. And yeah. Just, even back then, Jesus, how did they get away with that? Yeah. Do you think it kind of started a trend, or do you think it maybe was a bit ahead of its time in terms of um, the kind of shock, gore, horror that it was really putting across? Because obviously this was the late 70s, and it was exploitation, wasn't it? But do you think, do you think it was tapping into that, or do you think it was trying to set a bit of a trend, maybe? I think it's both, really. I mean, it's, um, there's, there's a loose Italian sequel to the original Nightmare and Dead Zombie 2, which is just probably one of the most disgusting horror movies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's um, basically the guy who co-wrote all the dead. So, you know what, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to make my own movie. It's going to be in their continuity. It's going to be set in New York. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And it's just, it's just horrifying. Like, there's one bit, I, I won't go into detail makes me squirm a bit. <laughs> a woman dies in that movie. It's the way she dies, I just could not believe it. You're watching it, so they're not going to do that. They can't do that. <laughs> they do it. You're like, well, firstly, that, that defies the laws of logic because if zombies are decaying, they should not have that much strength. You know? <laughs> Which obviously is now, people are terrified. They're like, what is he talking about? But, you know, if they won't yeah. find out, they can, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. But it's just, <laughs> You're watching, you're like, there's no reason to show all of that. It's just utterly gratuitous. And Romero's um, skill is that it, it does get very violent, but he sort of, he keeps it in some semblance of logic. It doesn't have things happen like, you know, zombies being thrown off buildings and being hit by cars and stuff like that, mm. which zombie two's weakness is also... They're talking about a zombie apocalypse in New York. I mean, zombies are walking across a bridge, but you can see cars driving into New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, awesome. It's just so, so low budget and, yeah, on the fly, being filmed on the fly that they can't get rid That's great, that is. There's, there's something it, great about that kind of thing, isn't there? Yeah, it's just like Birdemic, where they talk about the end of life as we know it, and you see cars driving by, <laughs> road having chats. But you see, that's part of its charm, I guess, isn't it? Really, you know that that is that is part of the charm of these kind of films that weren't made for that much money, so they couldn't shut down half of New York like they do these days. You know, it was made for six hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, according to this, and it actually made fifty five million. So the the profit margin on this was enormous. You know, in the equivalent of today, it would have been like a Blair Witch Project kind of breakout. You know, hit yeah. in that sense. Do you think, though, that in terms of, you know, we, we, we're talking about the effect on, on the senses and, and the, the humour side, but do you think that it works in terms of characters? Do you think, does it really, is it really about that? Does it, does it make you care about anybody? Do, are you really invested in them? Or is it really the, the, the feel of the movie itself and the, and the concept that keeps you interested? I mean, I, I, have, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I, I was kind of surprised by how much I've forgotten, but mm. yeah, there's, there's this um, I think it's a character played by Ken Quarry Cooper or something. Mm. Um, you do with, with something, you do feel genuinely, oh no, come on, get out of this situation. There's half remembered stuff that was going to happen, but I was still like, come on, you know, beat, beat off the zombies, run away. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll be pretty drunk at this point, but I mean, 
in terms of like um yeah I, I did want certain characters to survive you know other ones like no mm. love living dead but they want anything to survive because they're all really really annoying yeah Dawn was very much yeah you know like, like um, you want these people to get out of the situation because they're at least repugnant people on screen so. yeah yeah well that because that's good i mean that that's the whole thing of how you know so many of the influences these days you know go all going all the way to things like the walking dead are all about characterization you know as well as the the shock and the horror and things like that so if they manage to get right that combination then that's the key i suppose to a really good funny satirical ex interesting horror really isn't it definitely um, i think it's it's good you talk about walking dead because essentially that is romero's legacy mm. One of the biggest TV shows on the planet is about people just trying to survive against zombies. There's no cure. There's no way they're ever going to live in a nice society ever again. Yeah. day to day. And I think a lot of people, I don't know, the Walking Dead audience confused a bit because they seem to want more zombies. But if you watch Dawn of the Dead, most of the time it's just people talking. Like they don't have the money to do more than that. Yeah, but it works because you get, like you're saying, you care about characters. Mm. But ironically, though, I mean, if you think about it, if you watch The Walking Dead, and a lot of that is them talking, you know, I mean, that and, that, and they do have the money, you know, more probably, well, they have, they would have more money to, you know, to use than Romero did. I mean, they probably get about a million and change per episode of The Walking Dead. He only had six hundred and fifty for the whole film. So they, they have the money to, to put the effects in and to get the, the actual zombie carnage, but quite often you'll have whole episodes of Walking Dead where it is just about the characters and, you know, you, you hardly get any zombie action at all. So clearly, if it, what really works and what really keeps people entertained is, is the actual character work as opposed to just the relentless, you know, um, barrage of effects and horror, which is maybe why World War Z didn't, didn't get much critical acclaim. Because by the sound of it, well, I haven't seen that yet. But I don't know if you have, but that was far more just relentless carnage at the screen, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just like all storytelling. The characters suck. You're not really going to enjoy a movie very much. So. Mm. But that is that is the legacy of, of Romero, isn't it? And these films. And, and the fact that, you know, films like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, have created, not just for zombies, but in terms of a lot of other, you know, horror... Um, genre, they've created a whole subgenre really of the the kind of you know gory, in your face, slightly comedic, horrific horror, and it, and so they have they have they they are important in that sense, aren't they, for a whole area of filmmaking? Definitely, it's like um, Lewis Fulci and um, well, um, Dario Argento wouldn't be around if it wasn't for how disgusting the era was. Yeah. In living there. I mean, their entire movie careers are based on that the Mero trace to play on. They're sort of like, oh man, we can be disgusting and do the most horrible stuff we want. Mm. Work. You know? They they kind of do three lap Romero's a bit in terms of writing stories, but they try anyway. So. Yeah. What did what did you make of the um of the of the remake? The Zack Snyder remake of this that came out a few years ago. Did you see that? Yeah, um, I, I I think it's very good. You know, I think it's that 28 days later sort of 
we're going to make zombies fast. We're not going to call them zombies because zombies say run fast. But no, for what they're trying to do, they're very good. I mean, it's, I, I think Snyder's, where he lucked out was um, making a very good movie that wasn't too rooted in the original one. So he put his, you know, MTV slow motion. We all know that Snyder loves slow motion. Yeah. He, he made it very slow motion, but very visually interesting. So you watched it and thought, yeah, this is good. I mean, I, I don't think it's better. I don't think it's trying to be. Mm. So, yeah, because I've heard people talk that up as possibly Snyder's best film, that remake, or one of his best films. So, and, and one of the things they've said is that is that it's it's intentionally different than what Romero was trying to do, which which obviously it would be because he's got more money and it's it's thirty odd years later, twenty odd years later, and the whole point of remaking something really is to do its own spin, isn't it? So that's you know that's good to hear, really. What what then finally would you say as a recommendation? I always ask people this when they come on, but what would you say is the one thing about Dawn of the Dead that that should make people drop everything and go and watch it right now. What's the one thing that you love about it more than anything else? Yeah, for me, it's, um, just the, uh, the scope of it, I guess. For 650000 like how much they do with that money is amazing. It's mm. also, if you're in games like Dead Rising and Dead Rising 2, like just playing them, this is basically that exact same story, just without the weird motorbike parade game <laughs> yeah. part. Then rising to which I still understand, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> if you like zombie movies, you like this. If you like horror movies, you like. I mean, those aren't in your things. I wouldn't recommend this, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very, very good script, very, very good story, good acting, good directing, which you don't expect this sort of movie. And bikers from pies and zombie faces. I mean, if you think, wow, that sounds like a movie to me, I think we'll really enjoy this. If the idea of bikers throwing pies at zombies doesn't mean it. <laughs> then, to be honest, I don't think I'll be trans people who don't pies. Yes, then they need uh, to get up the hospital first before they watch this and get a humour transplant by the sound of it, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I, I find that funny. So I'm, if that alone is going to make me go and watch it myself, uh, I want to eventually check out all of these. Um, so definitely that has helped. That's, that's ever so good. Thanks very much for coming on, Ian, and sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Captain. Absolute pleasure. See you again. Goodbye. When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Dawn of the Dead. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.